Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, we've got our sashes and Vaseline ready because this week we're pageant girls with Miss Congeniality. And joining us for the fun is Maddie and Olivia from 30 Going on 13 podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hello. I'm doing a little queen wave. (laughs) Wonderful. Love it. (laughs) But before we dive in, we're just going to do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. (laughs) If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. You can become one of our Patreon besties and gain access to exclusive content, stickers, Ask Me Anythings, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists. Just head on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees. I feel like I don't know how you always say that so quickly. I would have run out of breath. <laughs> if money is a little tight, no worries. You can really help us by writing us a review. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? Here's a great one that was left on Pod Chasers. Rewind with this podcast. These hosts take you back to some of your favorite films from the past. Listen in as they provide humorous and insightful commentary on various moments in each cinema masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece. I'm just thinking of some of the movies we see. <laughs> <laughs> they keep it light and easy listening. I recommend you subscribe, rate, and review. I recommend it to Disney Bob. Disney nerd, Disney Bob. nerd Bob. Disney nerd Bob. Love it. If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or any of your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. Great housekeeping, Jackie. Why don't you tell us about the movie? Oh. <laughs> when I'm trying to be like the movie guy. Oh. When a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant, the FBI rushes to find a female agent to go undercover as a contestant. Unfortunately, Gracie is the only female FBI agent who can look the part, despite her complete lack of refinement and femininity. She prides herself in being just one of the boys and is horrified at the idea of becoming a girly girl. I love the voice. Oh, thank you. It's kind of hot. (laughs) Do you like it? I do. (laughs) Miss Congeniality stars Sandra Bullock. Michael Caine, Benjamin Bratt, Candace Bergen, William Shatner, and Ernie Hudson. The love I have for William Shatner. And it was really hard. I couldn't find a good background with him in it, which is why I went with Cheryl crying. But <laughs> literally, I saw him live speaking once and I ugly cried the whole time. That's how deep the what love for William Shatner is. We watched The Wrath of Khan, and then he had like a Q&A afterwards. By the way. The screenplay is by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford, and Karen Lucas, and it was directed by Donald Petrie, and you can watch it on HBO Max. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with the initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. Straight-up trash. All right, Maddie, (laughs) what is your Y2K rating? 
Uh, we'll buy it. We'll buy it again. Easy. Top of the line. Best <laughs> movie in the world. Watch it on repeat. The DVD cover gave me chills. When I, saw it. <laughs> uh, I, I echo everything. Uh, Pitching obsessed, a tent at aspirational. I want to be an FBI agent, but yeah. also a pageant queen. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Die for. <laughs> steal from the blockbuster would yeah. be my my rating <laughs> jackie uh would uh i i did buy it i owned it. it it was a favorite in the conley household and i mean she walks out of the airplane hanger in that purple dress and i'm just like yes <laughs> here for everything i got super ner- nervous because you hesitated i was like wait a minute <laughs> is this bitch pulling another one on me okay I'm glad we're on the same I thought that I knew you in that sense like I I said oh 100% but you pause and I was like it's happening lord no question about it I own it as well would buy it would would buy it 100% so I'm glad we're all on the same page going into this journey yay for us yeah yeah um, and all of our listeners if you agree with our y2k rating or absolutely disagree I I don't know why you're listening to us if you disagree. Okay, I'm not going to say that. Jackie gets mad at me. Head to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok and let us know at No More Late Fees which way you're you're heading. If you love it, hate it, in the middle, let us know. But let's talk about box office numbers. Yes. Always. It's my my kink. It's my turn on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The budget for this movie was $45 million. That's a pretty good hefty budget. Hold on, time out. Panic Room's budget was 40 million. Yeah. And Miss Congeniality's was 45. It, we 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 talked about this. It was all that badass CGI, Jackie. That's what it was. Uh, that let it go. seem low to me. It, it does seem low. I because of like, all the pageant performances, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's I mean, the explosion alone. I, I think the studio was like, it's one of those rom con female movies. Nobody Wait. will see this. The CGI, though, of the throwing of the crown. Oh, right. And I also wonder. That's a mill there. <laughs> I wonder if Sandra Bullock didn't take her normal pay salary because she's a producer and probably took money on the back end. That's that just makes my sense. guess. Is it one of her first producing credits? It might be actually. I think it might be from the yeah. year two thousand. And then what was forty five million in the year two thousand? Let me get my conversion. Oh, Jackie, science, science, science. I know, science. It, uh, <laughs> Maddie. After my own heart, I'm always converting things. <laughs> the budget was forty five million, and then worldwide it made two hundred and twelve point eight million. And the film was the fifth highest grossing film in North America in its opening weekend making about $14 million and it had a 5% increase in earnings the following week, enough to make the film reach number three. And overall it was a box office hit grossing more than 106 million in the United States and more than 212 million worldwide. It was a banger y'all. It was a banger. I said all those words and numbers to just say it was a bona fide hit. So very excited that we're doing this one. This is definitely dream rom-com yeah yes but do we call this a rom-com because i feel like it's way beyond a rom-com it's barely rom more calm but i yeah, think because I, it has a I female lead of it as yeah. a rom-com either 
but it always gets classified as that people when I see like people asking which rom-com would you pick I'm like this isn't really a rom-com yes there was a love interest and maybe some light pecking and flirting but it was not centered about that around that relationship no definitely passes the Bechdel test with flying Flying colors colors. yeah (laughs) you know what's so interesting I feel like anything that's not because like in drama they don't care if there's rom or not like you're never like a rom drum right with comedy (laughs) they're always like if somebody kisses it's a rom-com like (laughs) if there's a single freaking kiss it's a rom-com so the movie opens we're on a playground and this little boy is being bullied this little girl is not taking that shit she is an up Stander. And so she goes over and defends him, punches the bully in the face, and then stomps on him. <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was a is nice that, beat down. Is that like playground double tap? Yes. <laughs> I love it. And I, I, so, miss, I miss the days, the 90s, when kids could just beat each other up on the playground. The conversation. <laughs> no, I think that's sometimes you got to throw hands. My mom would be like, if that little bitch wants to come and fight on out front of the lawn, I'll do it. I will stay out of it. You handle it. That's yeah. how the streets work. Honestly, in the 2000s in Hamilton, Ontario, that's that's how the, that's how the kids would do it too. They'd all punch each other at recess and no one really did anything about it. And now yep. it's very different, but yeah. <laughs> we only play games where we don't touch one another, yes. friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Can you tell Liv and I don't have kids either? <laughs> oh, I only either. know because I, I used to be a teacher, so. <laughs> oh, I love that. I can totally see yeah. that. so she does this great thing the bully runs away crying and then the kid she was defending gets uppity with her and is like great now everyone's gonna think i need a girl to defend me you do but you do she he did you so what she do she punches him in the face too she should have i could not like really relate to this toxic Um, masculine yeah So is this altercation supposed to tell us like where her trauma? Yeah. Cause is that where we're, we're seeing now she's obviously. I always felt that it was just showing that she always had this like virtue of right and wrong and standing up for the little guy. The Yeah. And like, if someone's being taken advantage of or bullied, like, you protect them. Got yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I inferred something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> what did you um, infer? Which was that it, she was born with like FBI kind of in her veins. <laughs> she oh was born God. naturally like a expert at defense. Oh she wasn't God. like in karate lessons. She just was born able to do these things. She was singing <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe she was born with it. Maybe it was. FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yes, we see she is sitting at a table in um, a Russian restaurant. And so just to note, because I get really excited about this, mm-hmm. the movie for the most part is set in New York and San Antonio. Most of it was shot in Austin, Texas. Holla, that's where Love. I live. And so some of the most iconic scenes were shot downtown. Sandra Bullock used to own a house in Austin. And I know so much Sandra Bullock 
random trivia because Mm -hmm. my sister is told all the time she looks like Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of identifies with her. Okay, I love that. And she refers to her as Sandy, like their best friend. (laughs) I think I'd get along with your sister. Yeah. And so she just really enjoys Sandra Bullock. And so I've come to learn a lot about her and she seems lovely and I adore her. For me, if I sniff anything out is knowing those are not the streets of New York, hundred percent. So any there, there's only a few parts that were felt like outside when, I think they were in front of like a hotel or something when they yes. go to eat uh, lunch. Uh, that was definitely shot in New York, but all that other crap, I was like, that is not New York. We do yes. that. We're good with Toronto. If you ever want to defer to a Toronto expert, <laughs> Liv and I know oh, Toronto. We can spot from a mile away, even like the suburbs outside out. of yeah. the city. Yeah, we, we can, can taste it out by the street signs and the width of the streets. But so I we appreciate that a lot. Well, so what Daniel was saying, they tried to make Austin more New York like by putting brown plastic bags of fake trash. Offended. <laughs> okay, guys, where's props on this? That is amazing. Yeah. But they did. So, this scene that we're talking about now was shot at the Q Lounge. I have never heard of that. I'm assuming that it's no longer there. And then the Dog and Duck Pub, which I have heard about, is where Gracie has eaten her ice cream. Give me a pint. So, all around Austin, which makes my heart super happy. So getting back to it. So there, there obviously there's a sting at the restaurant, Gracie's sitting and eating her borscht with, (laughs) and she's holding a book that has like a hidden pin camera in it. And so there's a van outside and they're surveilling the joint. And interestingly enough, Eric played by Benjamin Bratt is stationed outside as a homeless guy with a cart full of cans. He still looks damn (laughs) mighty. Why does he look really good with like that blonde hair kind of coming out of that toque? That man could have a missing front tooth. I know. A a booger hanging out of his nose. And I'd still do him. I agree. So beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Julia, (sighs) Julia Roberts, I'm talking to you, babe. What happened? Are you ready to tell me Need to know. how you didn't secure the bag on that shit? I don't know. Need okay. to find the blind items on that one. Yes. Yes. So the, the FBI feels like they have enough evidence. And so they move on in and the, the guy they're kind of casing the joint for, he starts choking. And so Gracie is like, she's told to stand down and she yeah. still tries. She still falls for him pretending to choke. So, and I always wonder, was he actually choking? Because he did not have a weapon until he was leaned over the table. And he did, like, at least spit something out. I didn't like this scene because, so as much as Sandra Bullock produced this movie and for a female movie at this point, it still did, you know, did pretty well from a representation standpoint, but it just still felt like from a male gaze that a woman was being what they would call quote unquote emotional or -hmm. letting her emotions get in the way of her job. That annoyed me. Like, yeah. Why? Like her wanting to protect and like care for people is what she keeps messing up with. Right. Desire to help people. Why is that a negative? And, And that shows you like what the problem is 
in our society that these attributes and values that should be given to that everyone should have without any kind of punishment are deemed feminine and therefore Mm -hmm. deemed as weak and I think that's a problem (laughs) okay if there's anything that her boss should be on her case about it's that she's absolutely terrible at being undercover yeah. Yes. The thing I can focus on in the scene is the way she's sitting in the booth, which is literally <laughs> she's not facing the table. Of the booth. <laughs> she is sitting fully sideways, side saddle of the booth <laughs> with her book directly in front of her, which, by the way, is Essentials of Russian Grammar. Okay. <laughs> and it's the only thing I can focus on. And I, okay, it was at that point that I was like, oh, I forgot this is a full blown wackadoo wacky movie (laughs) like silly in my kid brain I was looking at this as like a serious sort of spy FBI thriller with some beauty fun elements (laughs) totally (laughs) did not recall like oh okay this is like borderline slapstick comedy absolutely it was and it's one of the reasons why Sandra Bullock chose the movie she wanted to find a movie where she could do some actual slapstick some physical comedy that she hadn't been able to really find in any of her previous movies and the fact that she's an absolute klutz in real life and they were able to use a lot a lot of the falls in this movie were her (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, you can tell they're like not choreographed at all. She's just going for it. After yes, this- that that's a good segue into the next scene. So there's a shootout in this scene. A, a minor character gets injured, and so she is placed on probation and is kind of assigned a desk job. So she goes home. She feels bad because she was just trying to protect the Russian because she's like he's not going to die without standing trial. And then like she gets her ass handed to her by her boss and so she goes home and she's just really upset so in this scene the only thing that was written on the script was she goes home and starts kickboxing so everything else is improvised Sandra by Sandra Bullock in this scene including the microwave that won't stay shut her um, falling the her nine falling. million hungry men in the the yep. nine bajillion hungry man dinners and the thing was the funniest part of that scene to me. And then her falling in the sheet, very real, very yes. realistic. Her kicking the mattress, all of that. Second City Improv Queen, wow. <laughs> By the way, I did miss something in this document. These are a bunch of facts any one of us can pull from them as we're talking through. So just want to FYI. Okay, awesome. Awesome. And then it, the scene concludes with her like taking her frustrations out on her punching bag while Salt and Peppa's None of Your Business plays. Which is an unsung hero. Like that song is so good and nobody, like everyone goes to push totally. it and what a man. But totally. we don't talk about that that song enough, by the way. Yeah. There is like a weird cutaway scene where we just see someone with leather gloves typing this like manifesto <laughs> weird letter. And then all of oh, a sudden, go sorry, ahead. these scenes, this, the, these scenes in the movie where we see like the bomber, the, bad killer, the citizen, <laughs> all it. So all I think is that Marlene King and her team at Pretty Little Liars use this movie as a reference 
<laughs> the P okay. PL. Tell me I'm not wrong. Where were we going with I'm that right. show? Sorry. Where was that show going? <laughs> no, absolutely no. Did anyone know who the bad guy was at any point <laughs> in time? So the next scene we see is Gracie gets a call and throws her siren on, and it's the tiniest little petite siren. It's like an on Amazon siren. <laughs> It is what you would order on Amazon. <laughs> it's a toy siren. It's it is. <laughs> and so again, be- they try to pretend this is New York. Yeah, ain't fooling nobody. No, that was yeah. That that scene, this driving scene to work was okay. No, not even yeah. close. So but- she's like doing her crazy maneuvers, which Sandra Bullock said she could channel her training from speed. <laughs> to do that scene and she like pulls up on the curb and walks in bypasses an entire line at Starbies and places her order for like nine complicated drinks and no one is happy yeah this and is- it was a real Starbucks and real Starbucks employees I did work at Starbucks for a year so I sort of this was triggering it. for you yeah this is triggering <laughs> I, I, I'm hearing the order and I am going, okay, those are all drinks. Those are all legitimate. What's double tall? Double, a double shot of espresso. A tall espresso typically will only have one shot of espresso in it. Oh, a grande and a venti hey. will have two Thank shots God of espresso. We have a consultant. Here. I know. <laughs> Please refer back to me for any questions. My, but my big thing, this was as a kid, the first sort of media representation of Starbucks that <laughs> I ever was exposed to i remember this scene like it's my baptism it was <laughs> so ingrained in my mind you remember but- your baptism mm, actually great point <laughs> <laughs> very good point this um, scene as a kid was like the peak of comedy to me i'm like you're gonna tell me okay she skipped all of those people <laughs> pretended it was an emergency and then ordered a million coffees oh my god this girl's crazy (laughs) (laughs) i love how we were having totally different experiences we both loved the movie but we were at different ages watching (laughs) totally different lenses i also remember this was the first time that i sort of like had a gendered idea of coffee and i was always shocked that there were so many men ordering frappuccinos as a kid why did oh I think in God. my mind like this is how men cannot have blended drinks. yes men, men can't drink frappuccino you girly like that why is that so per- why is that so pervasive in my I don't mind know as a kid why there's so many things that we have gendered it isn't that, that bizarre so, that, totally that's like me as a kid like skis are for girls snowboards oh are for boys. <laughs> yes. all dogs are boys all cats are girls girls like, yes Black coffee, boys. Frappuccinos, <gasps> frappuccino girl. <laughs> what? We need. We all need help. We need help. I'm, need help. I'm, 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 I'm writing notes right now for my therapy session. We week. need deprogramming. Yes. Just show your therapist this whole record. I was just gonna say this is. I feel like a good moment to bring up something. I would love to hear everyone's input on. In okay. how do we feel they did with regards to giving us a pre-glam? Sandra Bullock, who is still supposed to be okay, because something we cover so much is the ugly girl being made pretty. And it always starts with a absolutely stunning, flawless girl who become who puts on mascara. (laughs) 
<laughs> Whereas in this movie, I feel like, okay, obviously she's an inherently beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. It's not like night and day, but I do feel like somehow she still took, had this energy where you were like, whoa. And like the, the way they made her hair and like, okay, something that really stood out to me, they filled in her eyebrows, which is so crazy to think about. Like that was supposed to be the hideous version of mm-hmm. her eyebrows I was know. to fill it in the way we would now. Now, now we're and then all make dying them skinny. <laughs> yeah. This, well, I think, I, I mean, I still think it's absurd but I think, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, but in Hollywood standards too, all of these people don't look anything like how they do in the movies. And so the most that, that you know, she, she did a really good job with her posture and her hair was really greasy, but I don't think they, it's not like they did all these things, like put a mole on her face or really right. made it look like she had a mustache, like in um, Love Potion not, number nine how they made her look in that movie but I do think that it was a lot of the energy right so Mm -hmm. Gracie had a lot of self-esteem issues and she was down on herself and so she kind of put it in her mind to not try and she and it wasn't just trying on herself but she wasn't even trying with female relationships because it's just almost like she couldn't relate to it and she was scared it was a lot of fear-based things that were happening with her and I think that's why she even makes fun of the beauty pageants not necessarily because they're such horrendous things but also I'll make fun of this thing before they make fun of me oh which is literally the motto that I live my entire (laughs) life (laughs) like completely why I ever did stand up But uh, no, I totally agree. I think as a kid, I didn't find, I didn't find the difference as stark. I think as Mm-mm. I visually loved went like I found the different, the makeover and princess diaries as a kid, the unbeatable, like, oh my gosh, she looks so different. But Liv, I do think the eyebrows is a big thing actually mm-hmm. in, for Hollywood to go and, crazy about. And in a weird way, if you look at Princess Diaries with her curly hair, it's a very, very small example of of like white white supremacy totally. or white beauty standards. Absolutely. That girl had beautiful curls. All they had to do was use the right product. The fact oh that God, they yeah. combed her hair was like gut wrenching. Yeah, um, and it's that- funny because white women who have curly hair and self-hating themselves for that curly hair is just one step removed for what black women have to deal with, with their hair. And totally. so you have this scene in this movie and you're showing all these kids and especially all those girls with curly hair. I remember all of my curly hair friends in high school and, and middle school, all they wanted to do was have straight hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, do you remember From all the, the chemicals using a, Oh, I was going to say the friggin' iron. Oh, yeah. The iron. clothing iron. I, I well, used to let iron. Actually, my little brother would iron my hair for me. Oh and my, my hair was down past my so waist. <gasps> and that he would have been fun, oh actually. <laughs> John, my I hair mean, was always iron. Yeah. I, re- I do remember, though, like, 
like nineties, it was like curly or frizzy equals bad straight mm-hmm. and layered is what you wanted. And then in the early two thousands, it was like the loose barrel curl and side bangs and anything mm-hmm. else was terrible. And it was just like, why? Yeah. Like curly hair was never embraced. It was yeah. always yeah. like the before the bad, the not good, like it. So even here, like it, they've made it like very frizzy and like messy, but I mean, a low ponytail will always forever be in the eyes of Hollywood, like not girly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know what the fuck big Hollywood big wigs are. The big wigs. These it's days, always yeah. the big wigs. Hate them. <laughs> fuck you, big wigs. Yeah, seriously. We love to say that on our show. Yes. <laughs> So we'll kind of skim through the the FBI scene. So essentially, Gracie's put on desk duty. She's asked to be put on the citizen case. She's told no, but they're trying to find someone to go undercover because they think based on the letters, they think that the Miss USA pageant is going to be the target. And so they're trying to find a female FBI agent to go undercover. The first choice is on maternity leave. And apparently there's only one other female FBI agent in the entire precinct. Well, if there's no precincts. There, I don't think they have precincts, oh. but they, there's other ones, but they don't fit the the vibes that they're trying to do. And wink, they have- wink, wink. They have some, it's almost like shares software from literally just about to say that. Shares technology. (laughs) The 2000s were obsessed with doing this and everything. Yeah. The makeover. And then what was the other one we just watched that had the same thing, Olivia? I don't remember, but this was in a lot. Oh, yeah. This technology um, (laughs) was very prevalent. And it's called share technology. Yes. Don't question us about it. I love that that this technology relies on in this case. So all of these female <laughs> FBI agents have provided pictures, pictures of themselves in lingerie first. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking was how how are they yeah, yeah. getting the legs? Is the AI yeah. filling in the blanks? Like, right. Because then okay, I'm going I'm- okay. Now <laughs> we're taking. <laughs> liberties <laughs> and why was yeah. it the ugliest clothing ever that that dress that they had with the slit and the frills okay ruffles. i mean uh, also too i'm sitting there going okay you're an fbi agent and you sat around all morning making a program out of your daughter's <laughs> barbie thing when why didn't you just look at them in their underwear like if we're going to be crude about it yeah. Why don't we just look at them? Like, in their let's underwear? get to brass tacks. Yeah. Why are we dressing? Why are we them? putting this little frilly? <laughs> Why are we playing technological paper dolls? <laughs> <laughs> because boys exactly. secretly want to play with dolls no matter what mm-hmm. they say. They, oh, they wow. honestly loved yeah. it. Okay. They were fulfilling their fantasies. <laughs> I feel like, Danielle, you are the resident like psychologist of the pod. Like you are getting into the minds of these characters. Yes. yes. Oh, I she love creates it. backstory. Oh, okay. I love this analysis. <laughs> so and uh, Grace, I guess her uh, her name is Grace. And she makes a jo- joke about like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like Gracie Lou Freebush. And so then when they enroll her in the pageant, that's what they call her, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so she's not really sold on it. She goes to the bar. 
hit me with a pint, gets her a pint of Ben and Jerry's. She said she's going to get chip faced. I feel like oh, it's hey, cookie. God. I feel like it's cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough. If it is I'm correct. Yeah, because yeah. she get she gets chip faced. I gotta tell you, when I was a kid, <laughs> this, this went right over my head. <laughs> Absolutely. As a, kid, I, as a kid, I would watch this and go, "When's the beer coming?" She yeah. ordered a beer so long ago. I thought she brought the ice cream with her to the bar. And, and genuinely, when she says chip faced, thought she said shit faced. Oh, chip faced? So, totally. When, so yeah. when I watched this as an adult, I was like, this was like an Austin Powers moment, which is what I refer to when the jokes that flew over my head as a kid, I'm now getting and I'm going, oh my God. I'm <laughs> such this an idiot was kid. on the floor. Yeah. I love this scene because. It, with with the, her and Vic's relationship, they've liked each other from day one. It's quite evident. And how like how how much animosity she has towards this girl that comes in the bar with him off the bat. This girl has done nothing wrong, but Gracie is sarcastic, rude, and just you know she's over the top with it. And the girl has not done a damn thing. But she's also not bright enough to catch on that Gracie is being just blatantly ri- ridiculous. So you could tell that she does not like the girl mainly because she likes this guy mm-hmm. the the thing that stopped me here too was she said she's an undergraduate student meaning she's not a really child. even 21 oh, yet no. and I don't know people either looked really old in the 2000s or really young where I that is a phenomenon uh, it uh, is what's the golden girl no one looks their age <laughs> yes. no one looks their age we're either doing Greece or we're doing golden girls <laughs> like I, it's freaky as hell I don't know um, if the makeup wasn't that good back then I, I don't know if people were living horde lives. I don't I, know. Or if men <laughs> were just in charge too. of everything and they yeah. just constantly were like, I don't know, what does a 30-year-old even look like? <laughs> <laughs> does she have a cane and glasses? <laughs> like, but yeah, so that was freaking me out. And the fact she's a child and in a bar. So I'm going, wee wee call the cops. Is she yes. with, She's with Popo. I mean, <gasps> government oh, Popo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vic, okay, can we talk about him Eric. being is, well, Eric. Oh, shit. Vic no, is Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. I was about to say, who the fuck is Vic? <laughs> made that up. Danielle strikes again. I do this every episode. So, Eric, sorry. Can we talk about his toxic masculinity? Because Ugh. he is quite a homophobe in this movie. And I believe that Eric wanted to play with dolls and enjoyed it when he was younger and his older brother beat him up for it, who, by the way, was in the closet himself, didn't come out until later in college and tormented Eric for being the sensitive younger brother and probably a, a, a mama's boy at the time. So oh, um, I can see him being a mama's boy yeah. for sure. And I this just, is the backstory you've Glean. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm sitting here great taking info. And so uh-huh. he went into the most what he can quote unquote manliest job profession, and just and it's just so funny to see the difference in this movie in 2000. And if we did the same scene in an, in the movie now, how he would probably just lean into it and joke when we have the scene of him and Vic 
And Vic is like, oh, that's my boyfriend. He probably would have just played along in a movie now versus back then. It was just like, he was very adamant in every scene that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like, it's almost incorporated now and thinking about it into almost every scene of him having a moment where he has to like push away femininity, like when he's in the dress or something on the, in the little share technology, anything (laughs) to do with the pageant. He's constantly like, he'll make a quick comment. Someone will say something and then he'll have to push it away. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's also just like a given. It's like, of course, this man's going to be homophobic. Gay things are bad. Like it's so established because it is 2000 and it's like that's just the joke and we're just supposed to laugh like it's very bizarre yeah there's this scene where the miss texas sees gracie sneaking out and kind of calls her on it and she's like oh that was my ex-boyfriend and she's commenting on his penis size and he's like in the like observation room or whatever he's like oh oh, we rehearsed that blah 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 like he had to take ownership of that and say it was his idea in order to not be emasculated even in the next scene where he's sort of he the chief has given him the task force to put together to take to figure out who the citizen (laughs) laughing at the black gloves and just putting magazine letters the citizen (laughs) is and they're in the room and she comes in and it's like that you know that classic trope of the woman is coming up with all the ideas and the man is just like taking credit for them like and and it's obviously done so it is like done in jest but it does come very natural for him I will say Benjamin Bratt yeah and in this scene can I just point out the giant ass corsage on her jacket I had never noticed it before. Okay, it's literally like on. this right big. Now. It's like okay. Phoebe's. Like I never noticed. It. I kept Still didn't waiting see it. for that to be addressed. <laughs> and you. like, it's not acknowledged. We don't get any understanding of what that was about. <laughs> what? Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm just so bored know. on set that they're like, mm, we got to do something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like did not she even just... in line with her character. No, I was like, did she steal this jacket or from like, like a wedding? Right. Like, I do not remember was... this at all. Oh, it is like once you see it, you can <laughs> you never unsee it. it. You don't pay attention to dialogue in the scene. Yeah. You are yeah. just perplexed about this person. Jackie, I think you're onto something with that. I Maybe you that is what we're supposed to infer is that, right. okay, she's trying to look professional. She never has a jacket or wears a jacket for this kind of thing. So she just like grabbed a jacket from a that's closet that had this on it. So sad. Which <laughs> that's, scene, what, that's heartbreaking. Which scene is this? I'm, it, she's when she's trying to tell them she cracked the citizen's yeah. letter. It's at like, the this FBI. is what I think you should do. You should assemble a team. You should do this. You should, we should go into the Miss Universe pageant. You should get somebody in there, blah, blah, blah. And I've got a giant corsage on. Don't ask me about it. It's like I am ten formal. inches wide. Oh my gosh, that makes me so sad because I've always I've had so many issues in my own life of like being overly formal or, or underly formal. <laughs> oh they decide pretty much. Eric has said that that he thinks that it should be Gracie, uh, and the two of them fight. They, you know, she doesn't oh, yeah. want to do it. And it- they, yeah, they physically spar with each other. And that scene was 
both the actors, they didn't have any stunt coordinator. I mean, stunt performers doing it. That was both of them. And Benjamin Bratt said there were so many positions that would have been awkward for other people. But he said to Sandy, he was just glad that they were really good friends or they were close because it would have been awkward. Because if you didn't know, they had previously worked together on Demolition Demolition Man back in the day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know. I saw rumors that they might have dated, but I don't know if that's true. They probably like hooked up a couple of times. I would. I found a Reddit thread and it, yep. it solves the corsage mystery. Ooh, let's hear tell it. Us. So hear apparently it. Edward Herman was cast as Gracie's dad. He was in the original trailer, but he was cut. She's wearing a corsage at work because in a prior scene that was deleted, she was attending her dad's midday wedding. Oh, that's right. And he asked her if she was a lesbian. It's in. So if you go into the OG trailer, you could see a clip of him, but then they took him out. She also had a mom in in the movie, but they took her out as well. Was that just to fuel the relationship storyline? Like, what was the point of the parents? I don't think they had much point, hence why they were able to take him out. Gone. Wow. Okay. And her, her response to him saying, are you a lesbian? She says, I wish. Yeah. Correct response. Agree. (laughs) (laughs) I love thinking easier. (laughs) I love thinking about the people after the cut is made being like, Oh God, well, they'll never notice this corsage or, or this is all about. <laughs> there was a, another person that was cut Jennifer Grace, Grace. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I do know her as Donna from bold and the beautiful. Anywho, she was cast as the original Miss New Jersey. Remember we find out that yes. there's a spot for for New Jersey because there's a scandal, a sex scandal or something. She was in a she was in a pornography video. Right. Okay, we've got another situation where the man is kicking a woman out for oh, sorry. Yeah, she she unfairly got kind of pushed to 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 quit and the director said he felt really bad that that scene got cut of them going to kind of like push her to say you should leave this you know I was gonna say tournament but when he cut her he felt bad so he asked her to come back and she ended up being the girlfriend in the audience when Miss New York declares that she is a lesbian oh that's fun and is her girlfriend so I love you baby (laughs) (laughs) and we'll get into all of my feelings about Miss New York as, yeah. a, as an actor, I got to say, when you get like a bigger part and then they go, sorry, we're cutting this. Can you come back and say this one line though? Do you want that? You definitely show up to set. You're like, sure. Sounds good. <laughs> you're like, your teeth are clenched. really and- fun. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> so then do we go meet Candace Bergen right now? Bergen? Right. Well, yes, they go to meet Candace Bergen, aka, um, Oh, Murphy shit. Brown. Mar- Murphy Brown, who is in charge of the pageant. And it's not a pageant, it's a scholarship. You're program. correct. It's a scholarship program. And they go to pretty much, you know, see if they can get one of their agents in. And she kind of looks at Gracie like this train wreck. Love it. This Love scene, it. though, Chef's Kiss, when she stands up and she's standing in front of one of the posters. And it's perfectly centered and the crown is on her head. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You know, you don't get a lot of that in comedy in comedies. No. Right. But in it comedies, was, yeah. But in Liv's mind, this was an okay. FBI drama and this was a hint. 
also okay this is a zodiac killer (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing i definitely as a kid was probably like oh my god what a crazy coincidence They probably didn't even realize it would line up like that. As a kid, I would have thought like that too, for sure. So so after this scene, because what is Candace's name in in the movie? Kathy Morningstar. Right. Miss Morningstar gives them the name of a pageant consultant. And I wasn't going to say pageant because it's a scholarship program, but scholarship program consultant. consultant. One of the best in the game, she says suspiciously. And so they set up an appointment and it turns out to be Michael Caine, who is Vic. And this is another scene where we see Eric Matthews freak the hell out Mm -hmm. out of his homophobia. Once, of course, him being the specimen of a man, Vic notices right away and looks him up and down and pretty much wants to lick his face. And Eric (laughs) is out of there he won't even have lunch with them that's so that's actually yeah. like hate crime level like yeah very brutal now that oh, that's so common in that time of like straight men running <laughs> away from physically men. running away yeah i just think so it's crazy insane. it's not a disease to be caught like what no. are you doing and then they're not going to rape you yeah I, and it's funny yeah, because those same under- men <laughs> right and it's those same men who don't understand why women don't feel safe, where we actually will or could be raped by people. And the crazy yeah. thing is, though, is like, that's not even like explicitly put out there. And in the 2000s, we all would have understood like, that's the joke. Ha ha ha. Like, yep, that was right. just the culture. It's so fucked watching these movies for those things. Like, yeah. We we felt that way. We watched this movie Woo, and it was just like it's such wow. a mind fuck, yeah. Because yeah. especially in the comedies, because they don't like talk about things or deal or you know, it's right. kind of like it's laid out. And then as a as someone watching, it's like you understand the subtext of why this is funny that he's running away, and it's like right. yeah. oh god. And it's always like a layup joke. Like right. it's totally. never yeah. Like it's just oh, we need a laugh. Insert homophobic jo- joke. Yeah, here. exactly. Right. And it's like also too like they're never. I don't know. It, it's never yeah. funny. It never yeah. actually adds any value to the movie. It's not a joke that you're like that shit was so hilarious. It just it isn't. It, it there's yeah. nothing, nothing good no. about it. No, it's what? so bizarre. And it, then the only thing left good about this scene is her eating the rawest steak ever. <laughs> I can literally hear the fork and knife. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Michael, it's so visceral to me. As a vegetarian, Liv, do you see that and kind of secretly want to eat it in a weird, crazy way? Or do you are you disgusted? Not this one in particular, <laughs> yeah. but I will say like a steak was in my top three for sure. <laughs> There are some, there are some secret meats that I sometimes want to eat, but I don't. (laughs) The funniest thing about this is that Michael Caine is perfectly cast and he does a really good job in Mm -hmm. this role. Oh, he's a weird thing of knowing him, knowing his personality in real life or some of the very off the wall racist homophobic things he said oh, in gosh. life um, really? it's surprising oh well <gasps> definitely the racist i don't know things. anything about him <gasps> i need look, to look into look that. look into it it's Crazy. interesting but he is married to a woman of color and this is why i always think it's very interesting that 
when people are like, my kids are black or my wife, oh it does not matter. It Those biases are still there. But he made them write rewrite this script at least like nine times. Really? Before he agreed to be in this movie. Oh, wow. And they really hinged it on him being in it. Eh? Yeah. It was a good That's choice. Crazy. I love that we got our he- first Canadian A today. Um, <laughs> did I say, did I finally? Yes. Say it? <laughs> I, I actually say it quite often. I'm shocked I'm it's shocked. taken this long. I was yeah. gonna say. Well, it's and I, the first time I've noticed. I I've love that. Done more. Um, while on set, every time Michael Caine, like, fucked up a line or something Sandra Bullock would yell take his Oscar away oh that's cute she really is such a freaking America's sweetheart I love her that's so interesting okay well I I didn't know that about Michael Caine need to again check the blind items I have just some problematic right now but in his older age and I I just feel like at this point He's going to write them off. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And his wife, Shakira Kane, was a beauty pageant contestant <gasps> and gave him some pointers to use in the Aww. film, which included the infamous hairspray scene. Oh, wow. With the, the spraying it on her ass. Butt. Yeah. Oh, that's fun trivia. I kind of, right? kind of want to try that actually next time I'm at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and in the summertime, wearing bikinis too small for me. It helps it from riding up. What is up? I don't know. Up. Just <laughs> up. <laughs> so um, what does he do here again? He's like, I'll t- I don't want to take you on your hot mess, but I guess I will. And he also kind of like alludes to the fact that he was like, not well he has some like disgraced past yeah he's not at the top of his game anymore he's that's why she gave his card because every really good consultant has been you know picked out already so he's kind of the last man standing but but he kind um, of blows it out of the water so I never understood that because I was always like they they kind of she kind of makes it seem like she set her up for failure but then he because always, I think it's his reputation amazing. that's sad. Right. right. Like girl, his the, ability. The girl right. that he had had like a breakdown. He's very, a tough cookie, pretty much. Right. Okay. Okay. Like literally, you can't have a cookie. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the diet scene, culture in the 2000s. Oh, oh it's God. awful. Woof. The scene where she pulls a gun at him to, to get her, her donut, I felt that in my heart. Oh, relatable. Yes. <laughs> when the dog sniffs the donut in her. Oh, okay. like, God damn it. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and after the scene, after them going kind of back and forth, they're walking through, and this is legit New York, not Austin. And she almost gets hit by a cab mm-hmm. and she makes a reference to Midnight cab- Cowboy. Yeah. Instead of, she says, I'm gliding here because he's trying to tell teach her how to like walk or whatever. Love. So he agrees to take her on. They take a flight. They're heading out to San Antonio and they go to some like air, airport hangar. To, yeah, why are they in a giant hangar? They need all the room to do all the work <laughs> because she is a hot mess. Yeah, and it is so funny. I would kill how many to people. go to this place, I right? Get, yeah, same. Someone wanna... take me to this facility and give me all of the treatments. I need people all of miss, it done. People missed out because if you had built something like this after this movie, the <laughs> master, 
<laughs> the masses. I would love to just like go through something like a car wash for a human and just be buffed <laughs> oh, and like okay, massaged. Yes, yes. And that's actually the business me and Maddie are gonna make. <laughs> yeah. Give I me the it. greasy Lou free bush. Yes. yes. <laughs> just repurpose an old car wash, pretty yes. much. Yes. But I don't and want I love- my bush to be free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> I also love that in this giant hangar with like, they're all in lab coats pretty much. Mm -hmm. Or like, I guess they're like beautician, esthetician coats. Yeah. But uh, for very scientific, very professional. (laughs) And some of them I love are just at stations, like doing something else that's like somehow related to something she needs to have done, which is so funny. And here's another scene where she's not allowed to have real food. Yeah. Not big. Eric is eating like a huge ass sandwich. And so they go through the process and they make her look fabulous. And apparently it took about two and a half hours to get this version of her, which is crazy. And I think 30 minutes to get her original look, her FBI look. So it's hard to believe because Sandy Bullock is so beautiful. I can't believe it. I mean, I get it. it. that it would take about two and a half hours with makeup and, and hair, but yeah, that's I guess kind of like crazy. Straightening and then yeah. Maybe they're makeup. genuinely doing all the wax treatments. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. I, her getting her knuckle waxed was yeah. so weird. As she a kid no was like one of the most like, <gasps> like, why is that ingrained in my memory? The sandwich actually that Benjamin oh, Bratt okay. eats here is ingrained because I'm always going and this, I always do this with Italian sandwiches. I can't picture the way they had to cut the bread for it to be oh on an God. angle like that <laughs> they know that it's just a diagonal cut but it just hurts my brain and in this scene she comes out emerges after everybody's leaving and she has the lavender how do you yes. say this oh guy's name her it's oh Hervé Leger Hervé dress. Uh, yeah bondage uh, dress oh. which was off the rack could you imagine <gasps> wow that was my ideal dress okay. back in the day. Yes. Absolutely, short, for years. Strapless, but yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I people know. still like, love them. Well, they're yeah. back for sure. Kim Kardashian. This, okay, I full blown have chills for this <laughs> yeah. makeover review. Like even leading when, up to the makeover, yeah. I was starting to get chills. Like just waiting on the edge <laughs> of my seat. Coming. Like I live for this makeover. Her emerging amidst all of the people who made it happen. Yeah, and the Mustang Sally playing in the background, which they had to re-record because the original version did not fit for the movie, so they had to re-record it. And she's playing the tambourine in this re-recording. Oh my my god! Wow. That's Sandy. so fun. You continue to impress me. <laughs> she just seems so enthusiastic for life. And she like, does. You didn't need to play a tambo in that. But she does. <laughs> She's giving us so much. Yeah. She, she really is. We don't deserve it. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, He's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. 
Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gag Me With The Spoon, The Other Half Of The Battle, and Chant With The Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes. So we arrive Mm -hmm. in San Antonio. She gets on the little trolley, the little welcome wagon, and Miss Rhode Island... Cheryl, who is played by Heather Burns, is like, Miss New Jersey, you can come sit by me. And all the other girls are like, oh, who's that? Because they're used to the old Miss New Jersey. And Cheryl has memorized all 50 contestants. <laughs> and she's, I love her earnestness, on it, uh, honestly. But what I love the most is her friendship that developed with Sandra Bullock after mm-hmm. this movie and how close Aww. they are and how that she's had her in a bunch of her other movies. I, I think um, Two Weeks Notice, yep. Miss Congeniality 2. I'm love trying to that. think if there's anything else that they that she's been in and it's Sandy's like that the late one of the ladies from speed she's had she'll if she becomes friends with you on a on a, on a movie she will have you back in another movie which I think is really nice Maddie yeah. take note of that <laughs> like the lift, you can see that I'm using yes this actress gives a standout performance of yeah. this she does. role yeah I like I this scene behind Jackie too. is hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> her comedic timing in oh it's that perfect. scene it's so good every line she delivers is like so thoughtful and purposeful it's very very funny and then when even when they're in the in the room like or sitting around the table I remember as a kid when we meet the other girls we meet like Miss Hawaii we meet everyone and I remember Miss Hawaii and Miss New York start fighting and I and then Sandy tries to break it up and the way that Cheryl laughs at her I remember thinking as a kid like oh thank god someone laughed at that joke that she made about Aloha (laughs) like I love this character else that would have been so awkward like that was an early sign of your anxiety yeah my social anxiety (laughs) brewing (laughs) but I think it just showed that I mean but I think Hawaii was going after Rhode Island and this shows again, Sandy trying to defuse a situation and stick up for the little guy, which yeah. was really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, no, was, I, I love that. But I do remember being so anxious as a kid watching that. A group did of it- girls <laughs> judging you. Oh my God, at a table. <laughs> did anyone notice the girl wearing the, the jer- I think it's German. I'm not sure the little, or maybe it's Swedish, uh, the outfit yes. that she in the background yeah when they're getting on the bus she's just standing there I was like wait a minute wait a minute I know totally (laughs) maybe that's why they did that to be like oh this oh she got it from here right yeah Yeah. but who is that yeah it was super weird coming from (laughs) a lady hanging out in a highly sexualized dindle like well like Oktoberfest was happening at the exact same time okay, in the I same like hotel <laughs> but Liv, Liv and I do like to sort of weave true crime into some of our theories about things and so now that Sandy has her <sighs> costume later on I am going what there's a dead body yeah, yes. where, did that, where did that girl go she's deceased <laughs> creepy Frank has found it <laughs> 
a citizen. Um, um, I also remember the bagel and schmear thing as a kid. Yes. So specific, so ingrained in my mind where she has a little earpiece in and it has some feedback and she screams Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> I remember her cover. Like I remember as a kid being like, that's a really dumb cover. <laughs> Miss else. Texas was about it though. She's like, yes. she loved it. Yes. yes. <laughs> we need to pray. <laughs> Bagel and Schmear though is like from this movie. I thought that's where the term was made up. I, go to <laughs> I went to a Catholic school, so I wasn't really exposed to anything. <laughs> During the scene, it's kind of a welcome breakfast. Gracie has a little flag pin that has a little pin camera. So they're like the FBI is in a room kind of watching, observing, but it's really just gross men. Like, I know. Yeah. There's so many scenes. There's so so many scenes in this. And I feel bad because I know Sandy didn't want it. I just know Sandy didn't want any of these things. (laughs) Yes. And I just she told know my us. girl Sandy and she would have hated she this. would have gone for but this. She didn't so she does talk about that she did not want the bathing suit scene at all like she yeah. didn't think it was necessary and she lost that battle so I know yeah. my girl was out here fighting <laughs> for her life could you imagine the things that were probably in those original eight other scripts oh my god the lines from those guys well also like that you know that the big wigs that were sitting there making the decisions were just like sorry we've got a bunch of men being able to see at the backstage of a beauty pageant uh yeah we're gonna have it's like (laughs) shut up (laughs) so gross i bet there was executives that made sure that they were actually on set the day that they oh, were shooting that God. scene. Oh, they probably had real cameras. I'm going to say that yeah. right now. I'm pointing my finger at you, bigwigs. <laughs> prop cameras, prop cameras for the movie. And then they had their own cameras probably <laughs> set up in the other change room. <laughs> and uh, it's during this welcome breakfast that they find out that Stan is retiring. My beloved William well. Shatner. He's very um, funny in this movie. Oh, he is so fucking funny. Like he really fits the bill. I, I'm never, sometimes I'm watching him and I'm like, that's Will. That's my boy. Yeah. Will. <laughs> but in this movie, I was actually like, oh, I forgot he played this part. Cause he does just fit into it so well. Like I could see him doing this in real life. And, and I feel like he's been there since like the first year of the pageant like he's just so routine and like like there's a fight going on on stage at the end and he's just going through the motion love it like our miss united states it's so so good and we also we lovingly refer to him as the chat in my house do you know he's so his nickname on set was bubba i don't like that he yeah like he proclaimed it apparently oh he um, asked for people that's to weird that. I, I think so <laughs> that, but we're on, just man. we're just gonna let it continue to we're gonna go and sandra bullock had never seen any of the star trek episodes with him in it and oh. like she had never seen it and when she met him and just saw like how people Reacted. were around right she started watching star trek and then Aww. she got it she like understood She's like, I don't understand why anyone gives a fuck about this. Why does he uh, like his Bubba guy? With <laughs> That's so funny. And 
then is this when is this when Miss Rhode Island and her have hot chocolate and she spits it out? This <laughs> is um, just pro- yes, it, it's this evening. What we do see prior to that is the choreography. And so Gracie's really into the high kicks, not so much with the learning of the choreography and Sandra Bullock purposely didn't show up to the first day of choreography so that her reactions were authentic, trying to get in sync with all the girls. Full blown method. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like I would have missed the first day and then made that up as an excuse because I'm an (laughs) (laughs) And she did say that she found the beauty pageant scenes to be way more challenging than the stunt scenes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she said walking in six-inch stilettos were a problem, which I I agree. I would never. Those days are done. I would never try that again. I wish they would just get rid of these things for good. They're no good for us. What do they do that... I feel like I'm going to break my legs. They're hazard. I need security. I need insurance. <laughs> yeah. I can't be that far from the ground, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, I've, I've fallen way too many times. I believe stiletto heels and acid wash jeans, Janko jeans are, yeah. are wide. Danielle, wide don't mouth. be speaking Jackie, ill about the Jankos. Remember, remember the story I told you freshman year, my platform shoes got stuck in the wide legs oh yeah and I, no, fell down. <laughs> I fell downstairs and I don't even know like from from physics how this could be possible but not only did I fall down the stairs but my body actually turned right it turned <laughs> right and skidded down no, the hallway in no, front of the no. health class and everyone saw it this kid came out was like dude I saw that and man it was so embarrassing and I was so hurt I couldn't even run away oh no you're because your your shoes are stuck in your pants (laughs) yes that is why that is why Olivia strictly sticks to skinny jeans no matter what the Gen Z kids say she will never wear wide leg pants I need to see my feet at all times (laughs) (laughs) never again Oh, that's um, great. I believe, I believe that being beautiful and walking around genuinely would be harder for me than doing a stunt. Feeling beautiful yes. and walking around in heels, absolutely not. We did miss, while they're on the little trolley, they sing the oh, Miss United God. States song. Is which, that actually a real song? So it was written by a six-year-old. Uh, so an executive producer by the name of Mark Lawrence called on his musically talented six-year-old son, Clyde, oh, to pitch a version of the Miss United song for the producers to choose from, despite going up against other songs written by musical professionals. Oh, that is his song was chosen. Is- so oh, he walks so blue ivy could run that is so funny oh Thanks, my god imagine this meeting with everyone else and ha- He's in so this is suit. my son taking it so seriously everyone else side-eying each other and it's like i went to university for a musical competition <laughs> i'm at juilliard <laughs> i'm diane warren and you're telling me your son has a better song than me I just drove two hours across town to be here. And I, why is your son sitting here? That's Doesn't, so funny. He's in school in session? The fuck? Yeah, put your kid back in school. That's so funny. Oh, and, I do love uh, that. 
you better believe that I sang every lyric while I was rewatching it still locked away in the noggin for me it was you're one in a million okay yeah that's what I was just about to say so every time we start our podcasts (laughs) we always open with like not pre-planned we just burst into whatever song most resonated from the movie for me oh it's one One in in a million. million I have a full choreographed dance, let me tell you. Okay. Top dance? I could I could add some taps. I could add some taps. A hundred percent. My big one for this movie is anywhere USA, U A U A U A. No matter where you go. London, Paris, Rome. It feels like anywhere USA, U A U A USA. I love it. I love it. Song for the cheer competition, and then when then what happens? So then after they have the meeting, no one really likes her, right? Like so, they're kind of not warming up to her, except for Rhode Island. Correct. And then Rhode Island shows up at her room with the non-fat hot chocolate. The water is what she had. It's so funny. I remember also, okay, a lot of the stuff is around food for me, memory wise, but I remember being like, what does that taste like? Like, I need to know what it tastes like. I just knew automatically. You tell me there's no sugar in it. Like, I remember I had like this mushroom tea one time given to me by a hippie (laughs) and I was afraid that it was drugs, but it wasn't. But this is what I imagine that this hot chocolate tastes like. Yes. Would rather the drugs. And if you ever hand me a hot chocolate made with water and not milk yeah we're not friends it's anymore. going in your face like how uh, dare you yeah 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 no it's when I was in a pinch at work a couple times I would make a hot chocolate and I was off coffee well, uh, with water and it same. was and that is good. why I'm remaining silent because yeah. I have done it before <laughs> I, I have done both and I it's... can't do it so we see so Gracie's trying to be nice to Cheryl and so she spits out the hot chocolate because it tastes bad but she's like oh it's hot and <laughs> um, stuck in my mind Miss Cher- Texas is sleeping next to them by yeah the way. so Miss Texas is Gracie's roommate and Cheryl comes in and they're just chatting on the bed and so Gracie's finding out a little bit more about her and she asks what her talent is and Gracie's like, we have to have a fucking talent. So <laughs> All like, she has is sarcasm and a gun. Like, it's well, a surprise. That, yeah. And that would be my, again, a hammer and nail would is what I said, I believe. That would yes. be my expression. Vic would beat would. you outside yeah. with his hands. <laughs> and she and then we get a little rap at the back door and it turns out to be a little benjamin brat and okay i have to say the the hotel i'm not loving it doesn't like i don't know the pool seems kind of small for the whole hotel but yeah it's fine whatever it looks like a holiday in situation yeah and they're not sharing rooms but still yeah and they're sharing rooms and i'm kind of like okay this is the miss see USA. i buy that being the situation though yeah I it's know. a one step it's one step higher than a rosebud mint motel <laughs> it's, it's true <laughs> it's pretty not it's pretty not great and so he he meets her and he's like we got to go meet vic so they go meet vic and what does she do she tries on the evening gown mm-hmm. and then and then goes you know what don't worry about talent i do this it's this thing i do i got this thing that i do 
<laughs> I just need to call room service. And she grabs a couple donuts. And this is my favorite part is the donuts in each breast and then her leaving and the dog sniffing the other one in her leg. Yeah. And then her, and then her going Gah, and throwing it. I, that always. So good. Dog and then, culture sucks, but buddy, that's a funny joke. And then we get the scene of her and Eric walking back to her room and she's like, you, you, there's a flirtation there, yeah, but I she gets it. super awkward and makes it awkward and yeah. she's like you really like me you want to kiss classic. me you want to hug me so classic like, this was repeated this on this the schoolyard well, all the time a, a lullaby for yeah, yeah. yeah same this um, is level of smelly cat you know like yeah. Yeah. Just... genuinely and she said that she used eddie murphy as inspiration for that little chant in like the voice that she uses she said Wait, she just so was went that full out improv riff for her yeah yeah well, okay sandra bullock can you sandy, stop it's, it's, like leave some for the rest of us right for the rest of us like <laughs> what can't this woman do so my, a- my question is are especially in romantic comedies are some of these actresses just really good actresses or they just have, they're just really charismatic. That's how I feel about also Matthew totally. McConaughey mm-hmm. that he's just playing Bert, like, and I guess as an actor and, and Maddie, you could speak to this playing different versions of yourself. Yeah. And in a sense, Anne Hathaway has it. Julia Robert has it. Matthew McConaughey, I said, Sandra Bullock. It's just this, George charismatic Clooney, I feel Clooney. like yeah oh yeah, yeah. not um, that they can't play those roles Ryan Reynolds <laughs> yes <laughs> Ryan Reynolds I'm I okay he's stuck in that one note but I love him I, I do that's too. the thing we we love him we want but, it and he yeah. knows his chick and he's yeah. okay with it I think the fact that he's in on the on the joke he understands that he has been a one-trick pony and, and totally. that's fine but for the rest of them, they can do other things. But I think so many of these movies, we just end up liking them because it's them. Totally. I think with, yeah. I think with a lot of good rom-coms, like you, you don't want to have, because the thing is you want relatable characters. You don't want to like go too crazy or too big with your characters unless they're like supporting people that are just meant to be the joke. So it's like, you want to really relate to them. And then being yourself is the most relatable thing. So a lot and and if you try to do things that are too different it's kind of off-putting so like yeah you basically are just in these sorts of films you or anything yeah I'd say anything that airs on romance yeah you really are just if you have a spectrum of like yourself and what however you want to do it it's like you play your closest to yourself I think when you do these sorts of movies yeah that's my sort of professional opinion as an actor but (laughs) I love it. I love them. <laughs> I, I will say there's a really funny line in this scene that where Benjamin Bratt goes, or Vic, Vic goes to Benjamin Bratt. He goes, this woman has no talent. And as an actor, this is really resonating with me because it's something <laughs> I think about all the time about myself whenever I go into an audition and leave. And then, okay, I'm also just looking at my notes. I also love the little fake kiss here too. Like when they fake out that they're about to kiss. Yes. And he get, pulls out that candy bar. That shit kills me. I He's always it. eating fucking sweets in front of her. And I'm like, you're, you're just toying asshole. with her. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. This guy sucks kind of a little he bit. He does. I, I still like do. He does suck. I love Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> he, but... He's... Oof. 
Well, I would have hate too sex pretty with him. for my. He's too pretty for my life. There's yeah, no such like, thing. There's no, no live such life's fault weirdos. No, she, like, give me the weirdos. Give yeah, me the she, freaks. You know the <laughs> people that like. I don't want to like give any sort of no one wants. Yeah, like sort of like a roadie that's sort of like offloading a, like a stereo <laughs> from a truck. That is so funny. And then do we go to the scene? Is this the scene where Benjamin Bratt's like, yeah, yeah, good cover that next because she shows up it's now the talent like the preliminary yes yes talent out on that outdoor stage along the river walk in san antonio which by the way you can take a river taxi along the river walk and you go right by that and every single time i'm like miss congeniality (gasps) that'll be one of the stops for sure on the tour I will say this scene makes it kind of look like rinky dink. Like it definitely makes it feel like, I don't know, like a kid's dance recital or something. Like everyone's talent, even I'm kind of like, "Mm, (laughs) I, 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 I just want to know if Wendy Raquel, who I absolutely love, she Mm -hmm. is on the game and she Mm -hmm. does this like opera thing. And I'm like, I, I, I look, I watch her. I always watch that scene when she's singing and I'm just like, okay. I was also so curious about that. I don't think that's you, but could it, it could be you, but you have to be lip singing this. Well, and also the jazz, the jazz flute scene. I'm going, that's that's not real. There's, There's nothing real about that. So if that's not real, what else isn't real? Yeah. I don't know. I love okay i'm calling her sandy too now because <laughs> i feel we're always, friends. yes mm-hmm. and so vicariously i feel super I feel close with close. her sandy in this outfit this what can we bavarian toberfest yes it's very much okay. a I love uh, it. <laughs> highly sexualized dindle that oh. is from the bavarian region in right. germany Whoa, okay, I am obsessed. Yes, obsessed there is an R in the word, but I'm pretty sure the R is silent, so it's a dindle. Whoa, I love that knowledge. I also feel like is the the cup thing is not intrinsically linked to any German culture, is it? No. Okay. I, I think she just needed a cost oh, get up. Okay. Yes. And yeah, it was super weird. But Sandy is German. Oh, this is true. And she knows fluent German. Yes. Because oh, she lived of course there. she does. That's yeah. so freaking So maybe cool. this was a shout out to her roots, why she had that it. outfit. Because oh. it makes no other sense. <laughs> I feel like oh. if I had to choose an outfit that is mm. representative mm. of Sandra Bullock as a person in her personality, I feel like that is the outfit. With yeah. the hair, the pigtails, yes. and the weird frill things coming out, yeah. yes, a hundred percent. She looks so good in it; like so it made good. me want one, honestly. Yeah, and even when you're watching her playing the cups, I was like, you know, I think it's supposed to be like a joke that that's her talent, and like, oh, well, how cheeky! But I genuinely was like, this is on par with every <laughs> other talent I've seen. Like, like even even yeah. as a kid, I was like, this is a great talent. Like yeah. I would love to do this at a talent show. Like I thought it was totally fine. I did not get the joke. I was very, impressed. I was very sad at, at that part where they drank her fucking water. Mm. Those hoes yeah. know that's that was sabotage no, because they were sabotage. the other contestants. It wasn't like visitors. It was the other contestants. They right. Seen it. Right. <sighs> sabotage. Okay. Yeah. Illegal kick them out, but I do love this. And then Okay. And then she sees someone in the audience with a gun and it's Texas. 
it's Hexus. My florist has a gun. Even as a small Ontario gal, we we know. Yeah. Is that very even we wouldn't be phased? Yeah, even we'd go "Hmm, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Does everyone have a gun in Texas? Yes. Yes. It's not called again. It's not a carry. Open carry. Open carry. Yes. And that means you don't have to hide it on hide it when you're carrying it. <laughs> Correct. Her leaping off the stage yeah. onto this guy. It's like, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It does make sense. <laughs> well, and, and also too, I, okay. I remember thinking this when I was a kid, do you remember? So at the end she stands up, we see like a clip of her getting interviewed. It kind of like ruins the whole show. And she's like, <laughs> I jumped on him because uh, he was smoking. The gentleman was smoking <laughs> And now he'll think as a kid, valid as a kid, I was like, yeah, jump on him. And (laughs) also that was weird because in the two thousands, I'm pretty sure like Wendy's still had a smoking area in it. Like, I don't know why we thought smoking was bad at the time anyways, but also I remember as a kid thinking the gun was a giant prop lighter, you know, those prop lighter guns. And that's what he was using to light up. So I didn't even think it was a real gun. <laughs> well, as the president of Student Tobacco Reform Initiative Knowledge oh, for Eternity, you would have done I, the same. I would have done the same. Okay, I'm, inter- I'm so glad eternity. you didn't announce that until now. We would have been Every way too nervous. <laughs> just gets me. Like the is that part of the title? Yes, for eternity. eternity. <laughs> 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 so I started off in tattoo, which is teens against tobacco use in right. high school. Okay. And then I matriculated on to strike. Okay. And it's the collegiate version, but the collegiate version didn't quite take off as well. And we lost funding the year I became president. Oh, oh no. God. But in my heart, since I was the last reigning president, I'm going to ride it out. I'll write it out. <laughs> you knew. Oh, so you were still the president of strike for the FAMU chapter. No, I was president of the whole state, my girl. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I, you would have pulled a Sandy anytime you saw someone lighting up and do this. <laughs> right through. I would have. <laughs> yeah. Tackle. I, I got to, we had like a summit. I didn't know anybody there, but I convinced all those people to make me president. I'm a dangerous person. <laughs> Okay. Is is the reason why it's now defunct because you were tackling people in the street? I didn't even get a chance to (laughs) reign. Yeah, I think they knew I if I had any power, it it would be too much. It was was too disorderly. (laughs) And then okay, wait. So then they're talking. Oh, and then Candace like shuts the TV off. And this is my favorite scene it basically culminates in her this is the funniest line basically when she's like listen I, she kind of is like this is a disgrace how could you do this she kicks all the men out so it's just her and sandy talk- talking and she's like i've been fighting women like you my whole life you know feminists intellectuals ugly women and that <laughs> okay that line I also love the line where she's like, when, when Candace Bergen's, of course he had a gun. Even my florist has a gun. A gun and yeah. William Shatter sits there and goes, I don't have a gun. My yeah. ancestors were Quakers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As a kid too, right over my head. And now I'm watching that going, 
okay, that's like top 10 funniest lines in the movie. <laughs> so good. Um, and then he's just so earnest when he <laughs> says it. I just wonder if he ad-libbed that a hundred percent. That's so funny. I hope yeah. so. I'm going to convince myself that he did. <laughs> oh, I love that part. So good. Then there's like a throwaway line about how the citizen's most recent letter has DNA in its female yes. DNA. Yes. So now we, we have little bits and pieces. And then that evening there is more training. So Gracie has to go. And I think, what is this? The bikini. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she, I think they, pick, do they pick the bathing suits for them? I think is what I it think was. Vic picked hers because so she was like, why can't I have a one piece? And mm-hmm. he's like, get your ass out there. He okay. puts some cut, he, does he put cutlets in? Yes. He puts yeah. cutlets and it, in and this is the hair spray scene. Yes. Yeah. I and- want to use this trick. I want to test it scientifically and see if it works. My bum always eats bathing suits. (laughs) That could be your talent. A bathing suit eating bum. Yeah. And then you just watch me walk around and then I show how much, yeah, how much of a wedgie I am. My butt is home. Someone comes out with like a measuring tape. Yeah, I don't even really say anything. Four (laughs) inches. Just silent clapping like it's like a dog show. My my ass literally just swallows it whole. Like it doesn't even have enough time. Like I literally put them on and I turn and they're already swallowed. I honestly think I'd have to be to feel confident. I think I'd have to be in a full scuba suit to do sort of like a bathing suit contest at this point, just to be on stage, sort of comfortable in my skin. I think I would do snorkel and mask or no. Mask up, but on, yeah. Okay, cool, uh, like I love back, it. Like cool available. I yes. just want to know when can we go back to the days of where I wore a full ass t shirt and shorts yes. as I went literally with a tankini under me. Okay, yeah. tankini. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did when are those days go? coming back? They're Hopefully not. They swapped Hopefully it. Hell. Tankini. Exactly. It's like extreme high waist. Yes, totally. They go up to under your boobs. Which but honestly is arguably a better part to pull like versus the tankini, but it's short bottoms. I loved yeah. having like, like low waisted bottoms. Little belly button sticking out of a tankini <laughs> though. I loved it. I also love in this scene where Vic tells her smilers wear a crown, losers wear a frown. So cute. <laughs> And this is also the first time that we get like the camera and Eric's kind of sticking up for her and is like, okay, guys, mm-hmm. come on, that's enough. Which is like, why is the bar so low that I was like, oh, that's so nice. But he us. does that. He only, I think he does this because, because he's the interested night- in her. Yeah, no, totally. Well, that too. But I believe this is the scene after she storms out and she tells him she's quitting and this is when he tells her like she he chose her because she's a good agent and not because she was the last resort and that you know he has her back and all this other stuff so they have like a bonding moment and that's when we see him like say okay guys oh she's actually a person like yes yeah bar low on the floor I love it though he's so hot We and want then- we want feminist <laughs> rights, but damn, he's Dang, he so hot. hot. <laughs> and then, and- af- oh, af- is this swimsuit part with the April twenty fifth part too? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> so now we're we're to the question portion of the preliminaries. <laughs> and so it's just like contestant after contestant, just like world peace. Yeah, we world love peace. And then Gracie comes in harsher punishment for parole violators and there's like dead silence and then she's so like funny and world, world peace that is a classic 2000s uh, joke oh I totally love it. that is a huge gag that yeah, that would still be a constantly. do they still say world peace at these things i don't know but world peace is immediately like all it conjures to me is yeah. pageant Yes. I don't think I've ever really heard it referred to in the last like 20 years outside of a pageant. (laughs) Not in any real way. Not really anymore. um... We, no one's really. (laughs) (laughs) Because now it's and the Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) It is. There's just too much going on. I think everyone's kind of like, "Mm, we're really far away from this. Maybe yeah more specific goals just I'm but... just waiting to die that's all <laughs> like pretty much honestly everyone, <laughs> if you go on twitter everyone's feeling the same way yeah yes. everyone's just like what the fuck's happening <laughs> so okay cheryl gives the bad answer she goes my favorite date is april 25th not too hot not too cold all you need is a light jacket or a light sweater yeah love that it's Hilarious. so good, which is the reason why we're doing this movie on this date is because <gasps> it's April 25th, the perfect date. Yeah. And it actually comes because this, the, that's the date of the director's wife. That's where they got the date from. That's very cute. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Okay. See, as a kid, <laughs> this really went over my head. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that sounds lovely. Yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, mine's February 12th because it's my birthday. That's my same here. I was so, (laughs) I was so like improv. Like I would so yes and anything somebody answers, I'm going, okay, that's what they meant. Like, let's go along with it. I never questioned authority. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, that's right. I was the exact same as you live. I'm like, oh, they're laughing because of how she said it. (laughs) In that voice, she said it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know how I like, figured out why they were making fun of her like I don't know how I justified that as a kid because I also had the same thing where I was like that's a fine answer <laughs> I didn't like, understand it, it was a double entendre a yes. joke <laughs> also known as a Sure. Joke. <laughs> okay, I need to get to this part because this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Is Take it. Sandy comes up and she's like, it's, they're all sitting at the hot tub, which is very reminiscent for me. I love being at like a little hotel or motel and then sitting in the hot tub. Well, and, wait, before oh, we get there, the reason oh, yeah. why this is happening is because we find out that we have the female DNA. So now we have to start looking at more yes. female suspects. And then we find out that this Cheryl has, has a, a yes, dark past right. with protesting or something and so now they're telling gracie she has to have it's girl so talk silly go like, ahead even as a kid i remember she was they were like we have a picture of her protesting like animals rights i think it was and she's protesting against animals rights. <laughs> protesting <laughs> For something animal for animal rights yeah. yeah and she even as a kid I was like this is flim this is a flimsy argument at best FBI, right come on <laughs> like this movie did not inspire confidence in the FBI when I was a kid and then so Sandy's like okay I'll have girl talk with them the only thing I want to say about this scene where she shows up with the pizza and beer is that 
what hotel have you ever been to where like the exercise equipment is like literally next to the pool? Oh God, Ooh. I didn't even notice. Valid that. point. Hate Maddie, that. get, get to your that. point and let, then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, my only point was this first pizza looks different from the second pizza that they get. <laughs> and the second pizza is the one I love and Same. want. Same. Um, I want a slice of the not... second pizza, yeah. please. Me too. The first one, I'm kind of like, hmm, the second one is the I one don't that I want. I remember the second pizza. I just it's remember like, them like plain at... cheese. I could actually tell it to um, one of those <laughs> sketch artists in a yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> draw it That's how I feel about the pizza from a Goofy, goofy movie. movie. Oh, like if I'm going to have pizza, it's going to be the pizza from pizza a Goofy movie. Extra pizza. <laughs> <laughs> The, mo- the oh my gosh the string and it's of all it. dripping <gasps> to die the, okay so then they're sitting beside I guess the exercise and the tiny hot pool hot pool hot tub. <laughs> and in Canada hot we call pools. them hot in Canada they're called hot pools no the small hot tub and pool and she's kind of like let's go let's go have girl talk like let's go do stuff and they're all very hesitant because they all have eating disorders and it's really like hate it they like are pizza averse they won't even touch it it's very the only thing that like it makes my heart hurt is when she says what does it matter? You're going to throw it up later anyway. And, and it's such a like casual joke. Those jokes were bulimia jokes were very big too back then. Like yeah. it just made me so sad. Like, yeah, because <sighs> these are the jokes that made it past like right. anyone having any protests. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's 22 years old. So I constantly am like, okay, I guess we were just always making, but yeah, I yeah. really didn't like. And like videos. how many women watch this and like that validated their eating totally. disorder for them. Totally. Yeah. And even to like the way that it's, I don't know, the way that it's like they break the rules to go mm-hmm. eat. Like I hate that so much. Yeah. yeah. But they go to this really fun bar where they're okay. using like paint these on drinks. Drums these and drinks in the vials. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That made drinking fun for me. Mm-hmm. I, As a kid, I'm like, okay, drinking is fun and cool. Yeah, same. <laughs> I wanted beer so badly after watching this movie. <laughs> I cannot focus on any of those. Like it oh, I'm addicted uh, to food and drink and film. same, 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 same. I didn't I notice. just want to go to that bar. Like same. as I grew up, I have been looking. For 22 years. <laughs> I I thought these bars were going to be way more part of my adult life. I thought right? I was going to yeah. be going to these paint bars every weekend. I haven't yeah. been to one, I don't think, in my life. I, I would actually go to a bar if it Same. had paint involved. If I also a, thought yes. I was going to have a ton of options. Like Same. I thought like a TV show, the having... Yes. Every episode of my life or every week, I was going to have a new boyfriend to date. and With a new paint bar and right. drums to go to. Mm-hmm. I was lied to, bamboozled even. Mm-hmm. We, we all were. I thought yeah. I thought I was going to be covering paint every single weekend and I've yet <laughs> to do it. Imagine that's like your casual after after work bar. <laughs> <laughs> like your skin is so red from scrubbing paint off all the time. <laughs> You're just trying to eat your dinner. Please stop. 
Um, and this is, oh, this is when we have also a sad story about Cheryl because she does talk about being sexually assaulted, which is another uh, like, yeah. it is, at least it's, it's treated like as a, a weird tone know. shift because yeah, it's like, yeah, it okay, is. we're in the world of wackadoo and now you're introducing this backstory of her being like assaulted by a professor. And I'm like, yeah, ah, why is this coming in here? And, and it is very like, in a weird way it is like very grounded because she is like I mean it happens all the time whatever and there is like a message there that we can kind of talk about but it is sandwiched between like donuts in my boob and like yeah all this other stuff and my solution is to teach you how to fight instead of yeah we can go instead of try to change society and like let's report that as the statue of limitations laps right because she's because it says she's still in school and she's studying yeah uh, totally I wrote it down. Biochemistry and uh, nuclear nuclear fission fission. with a minor in elementary particles (laughs) which I don't I don't okay can I interject here that um Okay, so this is clearly something else that like seeped into my subconscious. Okay, <laughs> I was watching this current day, having not seen this like probably in- almost since I was a young teen, mm-hmm. thinking that Cheryl actually was a part of this whole plot. Like fully until That's the very end, eh? actually thought Cheryl was secretly a villain. <laughs> Liv was in a completely different movie than the rest of us. I'm like, okay, I guess these pictures. (laughs) I was listening to my Dateline while watching. Um, No, I think those pictures of Cheryl protesting as a kid seeped into me as like, this woman has sinister, has a sinister protest. For like, animal rights. For I, know, animal I, rights. I say that as a current day you know vegetarian. Who's... Her, her face does look really menacing in those pictures. It does. Though. As a kid, well, I could imagine kind being of like. be the perfect like misdirect of like, yeah. oh my God, wait, she was behind it all along because she's so sweet. Yeah, that is true. Maybe um, it was a double misdirect. Anyway, that's, that's really a little funny. glimpse into my brain. <laughs> Your kid brain is so stupid I about this movie. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. I love that they all had so much fun with her. Mm-hmm. And then I thought for sure the next day they would have gotten in trouble. Um, I did but, too. but they didn't. And they were just, they had such a nice bond. I love that oh. there's a good re- representation with the, the females. Like, you know, yeah. we, we had Afro-Latina, we had African-American, we had Hawaiian, mm-hmm. also lesbian, we find out later. It's just yeah. like a good mixture. Yeah, totally. And also we had all the girls be- become friends. And yeah. we yes. have a villainous female character who's like the one that everyone hates and yes. is like mean to everyone. Yes. And yeah. that I love the friendship. They they yeah. also they also she also does find out valuable information which is about morning Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morning star, morning star Morning. Ms. Morningstar is being fired. Mm-hmm. Disgruntled. Ding, ding, ding. And yeah. they also talk about how when she was a yes. scholarship contestant, 
that she was the first runner up, but the winner mysteriously got food poisoning. How did the FBI not fucking know any of this shit? That's what I'm saying. They're so bad in this movie. Oh, they're fully asleep at the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are like in their van just shooting the shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're out they're like watching. Women. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're all just circle jerking to like pin camera footage of yeah. backstage at the I do kind of love that it does let Sandy be the one solve everything Mm -hmm. and like the smartest one in the room. At the same time, I am going like, guys, what are we doing? Like, Why does a a woman have to do all the work and why does no one believe her? Because Mm -hmm. never they, you know, she goes through, you know, they're able to have this bonding and then she comes back to the room and they're having mm-hmm. a full session. Her boss is now flown in and they and make fun of her for going undercover. They're like, Oh, you were having a little girl talk. Like what the hell are you, you doing? Blah, blah. You, you told, told me, me to, and for, <laughs> for it to be authentic, I couldn't have you guys in my ear. And now her boss, he was like yelling at her. Yeah, the boss they, is actually a very badly written character. He's so mm-hmm. one note. He never makes sense. He's always just like, what are you fucking doing? Bob? I said, like, how are they treating, yeah. how are they having Ernie do this? I know. National treasure, Ernie right. Hudson, who was Doesn't one work. of two celebrities that tweeted at me for my <gasps> sister's wedding when I reached out to everyone. Oh, I didn't know oh that. Yeah, I, I had sent like I just Twitter bombed everyone. And I just said like, Hey, my sister's getting married. She really loves you. Can you just send words Aww. of encouragement or advice? And so I got two responses. Ernie Hudson was one and Leah Thompson was the other. Aww, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. That's yeah. sick. That's a pretty good get. Yeah. So like seeing him in this role, I'm like, I know your true heart. Oh, yeah. He just wanted to like, (laughs) totally. He just wanted to come and hang with like Sandy and he's like a friend of everyone probably. And like the character, I mean, it's a comedy, I guess. And in comedies, they always keep the characters way more one note so that everyone can play off each other. But it's just, I don't know. It just kind of sucks. Cause even when he's there and he's like, we found the citizen, it's over, blah, blah, blah. It's like, huh? But I just find them. I feel like it could have been, you didn't need to have this whole nobody believes her except and and Eric, he yeah. well Eric doesn't even believe her until he gets more evidence so that doesn't mm-hmm. make me I wouldn't want to fucking date you you didn't have my back you didn't believe totally. me I know I well work's gonna be messy work's gonna could... be messy if they date too I'm just saying yeah. yeah totally but also why couldn't we have just had him be the only one believe to her. believe her from yeah. the get-go yes i think you could have had the like, bo- boss believe you and said fine you can have a small team and yes. then he could have said who volunteers to, to stay with heart totally and then it would have been eric would have been like okay i'll stay right sucks so hard and they could have fought like yeah it doesn't make sense yeah. at all they really could have still fought he could have been like do you know what you're doing and she could have been like well I, I don't know like i just blah 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 and then right but he didn't even show good faith that he no nope. like, believes in her no nope. totally. i'd fuck him and then leave him because <laughs> would you even want to after this hell yeah Okay, I would have wrote it to the sun came up and then we were done. And And then immediately, how dare you not support me? (laughs) I now have to apologize because I know my mom watches us now. She does. Yes, Christine. Support. I didn't say it. Oh, whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't stand you. Jackie's <laughs> the most loyal friend, except when it comes to my mother. She wants to throw me under the bus. I just want to continue being Christine's favorite child. And Whatever. so sometimes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it, there's also a mention, I think Racy mentions like, hey, the last letter that the citizen sent doesn't even match the cadence of the right. other letters. So like we could be looking at a copycat. There's the DNA, the fact that the cadence doesn't match. And they're just like, no, we caught them. And yeah. And then is this, and then, so everyone basically abandons her and even Vic abandons her. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's and then, get that check. I, I totally understand Vic's reason. Uh, totally. And he's probably just like, okay, the FBI are really smart and they're telling me to do something. I'm going to do it. But little yeah. does he know they're the dumbest fucking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other thing too, we get this scene with in between her and then her, showing her the next morning, freaking out. Cause she doesn't have Vic. She doesn't have the team with her. There's like a little insert of Frank and Cam or morning the morning stars such a weird scene this is the weirdest scene like her with the crown in the office and like blah blah blah. love this it's very creepy when frank (laughs) enters his appearance (laughs) his tie is halfway down so loose his shirt is it just looks on purpose yeah it's so funny like he looks like the bumblingest idiot that he ever has in the entire movie in this scene specifically when he just like walks (laughs) i was like howling at at him and and, like he scares her and she's like stop it i hate it when you do that creepy thing it's so funny how creepy he is she says it's like your father i wonder if she killed the father because they do say that she's a widower and also she's she, a poisoner that's how women kill their husbands that's yeah. the one way they kill them just saying so when she puts on the crown and first of all their chemistry was very weird in the scene i wouldn't yeah. have been surprised if they like made out it, was, okay. it gave me I those was, yeah, I was we're getting that norman it's norm <laughs> see i thought there was gonna be a reveal that they pretend that they're daughter mother and, i mean mother and son. oh like in tommy boy <laughs> yes yes you thought it was a tommy boy situation interesting <laughs> see i there knew was like a weird yeah they were lying about between them they were lying about being mother related. like work yeah. associates yeah. but but also too the lines are so expositional here that that's why it feels so clunky mm-hmm. because she's she's like desperately trying to make it sound natural of being like well you know maybe they'll think that it was some other terrorist maybe from these letters that i that were created that i just made because you know we're the ones behind all this moment and where when- you're just like and she like and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't oh, for, for those, those pesky contestants. Totally. <laughs> and also- she's fixing his tie, kind of like winking at him. And you're like, why is this so exhibitional and sexy? So What's weird. happening here? And when she has the crown, like Murphy Brown <laughs> is a great actress. I know that's not a real name, but you know what I mean. She's Candace Bergen. She has the crown on and he looks, he's like, Mom. And she goes, <laughs> oh <laughs> right I'm but doing it's just it again so fake it i was like 
Are you phoning it in, Candace? It's weird. I think she was like, this scene is so shitty. Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do with this? I can't even save this scene. So I'm just gonna fucking go down with this bitch. It was so funny. There he is such a weird little dude. I'd love to see what other things he's been in. He's and been then, in a lot of stuff. I can't remember any of it right now. I need to look it up, honestly. I have a lot of rabbit holes to go down after this episode. And then the next morning, Vic's gone and she's like, Vic, I need your help. Like after the top 10, I'm not guaranteed a spot. And she's rushing into the room she's late she wasn't even there for the rehearsal my favorite thing is she's going in the makeup bag and they're like do you need help and she's like no I think I'm okay and she like pulls out a concealer and she's like which one is lipstick again and they're like oh my god (laughs) I (laughs) love that they just all help her yeah I love this scene it gave me a little chill warming and cute yeah and Vic gives her her dress yes and I love that he says if I ever had a daughter daughter. I think that's how you would be or how that daughter would be so cute but you know he, he had like a zinger at the end but it was very heartwarming their chemistry was really good yeah I love their dynamic in this movie I feel like it was the prototype for the dynamic between Joe and Amelia in Princess Diaries oh yes you know yes Yes. limo driver yeah Yeah. anything that comes off father daughter yes yeah and and it does it without a hint of sexual tension and creepiness love it we love it at this point Vic and Eric find more information about Mm -hmm. the morning star people and then they run over to help her well so I I think we're we're missing your favorite part Danielle the fire batons (laughs) the fire batons are too much (laughs) so no it's now the night of the show is when she's panicking about her makeup and stuff. And so we have the one in the million. Yes. And then one in the million. Yes. Yeah. And then New Jersey falls. And yeah. the way Stan is like, oh shit. Like <laughs> into the microphone. That is a standout moment. My heart. I do love that part. <laughs> are you telling me what my favorite part is is that one in a million is that what you meant yeah okay yeah yeah. I just I just got confused I love that (laughs) performance I love those crowns it did occur to me for the first time ever it seems weird that they're all dressed as New York Statue of Liberty yes because well they're all supposed to be different but states yeah they're supposed to be different states and what is the theme you're in San Antonio yeah so like why wouldn't it be I was the like, alamo on their heads or is there, something yeah like am i little cowboy hats cowboy hats. like is, is statue of liberty more universal than i thought like to yes me, that's, that's like what i was thinking it's new york yeah i think it's just an icon Freedom. of the united states right well, oh because it's yeah. miss usa pageant yeah got oh, it yeah. miss okay where um, it's all coming together now lady liberty <laughs> lady liberty and then the the reason why Vic and Eric come back is because Vic mentions that Frank is Kathy's son. Yes, and she's been lying. Yes, Frank has a, a criminal history. And yes, Frank has. Uh, he changed his name to hide all of that. Okay. Again, the the FBI has done no background. <laughs> yeah, his finger into anyone, not even the contestants, but, except for Cheryl. Like, <laughs> what I don't understand too is why Vic 
couldn't have offered that information up. Like knowing that they are actively trying to find somebody and knowing that these people are sus as fuck. Why didn't he say, oh, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, that is on Vic. (laughs) Okay, but also like I'm starting an investigation. The first thing I'm going is, okay, is anyone getting fired? Does anyone have any reason to be mad at you? Right. Yeah, yeah, Kathy Morningstar. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, we'll figure it out before I investigate her then. And and this is also when the talents the night of so maddie's fire batons your favorite part they really (laughs) you can't go from not having a pyro element in your talent thing to just one random i knew you were going to be stressed like me about the stage management needs to be alerted (laughs) people need to know there is going to be a fire element in the show you cannot just introduce fire batons no one's standing off just off stage we need a bucket of water yeah what i love is that the actress learned how to 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 twirl for (gasps) this role and she she is you know obviously twirling in the other scenes but they did have to get a like a stunt performer to do twirler to do the 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 fire parts well i'm glad they did because you cannot have because you were calling the union i'm on hold right now with the union <laughs> all, all i kept on seeing while i was watching that scene was <laughs> fire <laughs> fire, fire. <laughs> well i was like wow it's incredible that she sandy was able to source those Very sort of quickly. in a pinch yeah, yeah. Right before there was no time. amazon like, no. Oh, she calling around <laughs> But she and is so proud on the sidelines. Just, I did. Really she's like cute. so proud. Ooh, Could you imagine though it went terribly crazy. and like she killed her? Like, she maimed herself. Her. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, or, shit, I did. All this. her eyebrows are gone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then Sandy comes in because the girls drink her water, and we all know mm-hmm. that was sabotage. Sabotage. Yes. 100%. But she brings out Eric, and she does self defense on him, and she genuinely just beats him up for like five minutes. And he deserved every last bit of it. All of I loved it as a kid, and now I was like, okay, that's cool as hell. I love this. I was like, hit him again, Sandy. Hit him again. Well, I always take out that aggression. I found Sing confusing because I didn't. All of the things that stood for something difficult it was like something um solar plexus plexus. i know it definitely doesn't roll off solar plexus (laughs) but it's wrong what is that but it's wrong so it does not smell sing it's not supposed to spell sing it's actually supposed to spell sign because what is your solar plexus Uh, your stomach area oh okay in step then groin then nose kind of feel like you should start with the nose first but I definitely wouldn't start with the solar plexus because I just learned what it was <laughs> I I will say though I have been stepped on my foot you know when someone steps on your foot with their full weight that's actually painful so I'd probably do that nose I wouldn't be able to break someone's nose and I'd be afraid for my hand against me too I'd break my hand against <laughs> um con air has scarred me for life Oh, I because he he kills the guy because he does the nose thing and the bone yeah. goes up into the brain and because yeah. 
He's like trained. It's like a deadly weapon, assault with a deadly weapon. And so then that's why he's on Con Air. And so I'm like, I would be fearful to do the nose thing because what if I... You don't train that, right? Inevitably. I'm not afraid of going to jail. I just don't want to like shove someone's nose bone up into their brain. You know what's great though is that my fear and I differ. Yeah. My fear is I would break my hand, and your fear is that you would kill someone with your strength and then be on air. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Jackie fears actually killing someone. I fear jail. And I fear breaking my, my, my dainty own little hands <laughs> getting broken off so. and angering them further. And then, so then this is where it's the top five and she makes it in on her own, right? Yeah. Does she? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which and is, then I love that. New I love York Texas. Does not, yes. yes. And, and New York doesn't yeah. make it, but New York has something to say. <laughs> she does. Boricua. That's what she gets on there talking from. She's definitely from the Bronx. So I love, but she says Brooklyn represent baby. Yeah. Oh, she does. Now she's giving me Bronx energy, but she, but no, Brooklyn is sufficient as well. She said, she says, this is to all the lesbians out there. Is that what she says? Mm -hmm. You can do anything you want. Cause Um, I made it to top 10. (laughs) The world. I love you, baby. (laughs) I love this crazy that will shatner fault character follows with can we even say or is it one of the producers in the tv yes they're like can we even say lesbians on tv it's like what i love that that lady turns around and says you got a problem problem. yeah (laughs) it's so wild though like in the 2000s you would have been like yeah can they it's like (sighs) huh like what's wrong with everyone i'm so glad We've made tiny baby steps. I know, I know. It's actually <laughs> insane. I wrote, my God, what year is this? Our life is literally just a Paula Abdul song. Two steps forward <laughs> and two steps back. Yeah. We come together because opposites attract. I only think of the Family Guy version where, she, where it's like, because I am a cat. And it's just him dancing <laughs> up the um, Okay, so then my next note is Texas losing in her face. I love, I love, I yes. love. Yes. She is like, what the fuck is happening? Well, yeah. in, in just just before this frank kathy is like oh the crown is so dirty frank take it to go get polished and he takes the crown off stage and so and then like that's when it dawns for gracie that they're gonna do something to the crown and she's trying to tell vic he not how does she tries to tell vic he doesn't get it but when Uh she's trying to mouth it to eric how the what we are at a beauty pageant how do you not know what this means but also yes. why doesn't she just walk off stage like why is yeah. she to make sure that like the show goes on yeah, yeah no, like why she, is she trying to like, she you know i think she has to stay on stage because she has to be close in range of whoever is going to wear the crown to help protect them right right yeah okay, but also how are we concealing explosives within a dainty <laughs> okay. ass tiara it's, it's two th- it's the year 2000 yes <laughs> we don't have that technology yet <laughs> although it, it is a like remote a detonator massive. yeah it, I feel it would be a massive, like, trunky fabric (laughs) (laughs) that we would just see a mile away. So this is another movie with Sandra Bullock with a bomb. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, classic. So pretty much Eric spots creepy ass what's his face on Frank. the top yeah. Frank on the top of the Statue of Liberty thing. So he goes up there to check it. He gets stopped by this really rinky dink rent a cop. He has yep. his ass out. He goes yeah, up he to like stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, nope. he starts to go fight crazy McPants and they're fighting for the detonator. At this point, Gracie is kind of seeing that out of the corner of her eye and then watching the crown, obviously. And then she's in the top two, surprisingly, and she is hoping that she's probably hoping she gets the crown so she could kind of, you know, just dis- dis- disseminate disable everything. Yeah, yeah, disable everything. And then we find out that actually it's her friend who gets it. And she, in this, I have to say the other contestants are ride or die because she doesn't win and she tries to attack the girl to try to get the crown and everyone thinks that she's jealous and all the security, she beats up security to get back to the crown. She beats up the other contestants to get to the crown. I love that Cheryl uses (laughs) the dozen roses and is like smacking her. And then the the close-up or like the medium close-up of her still holding the bouquet and like none of the roses have little rose heads it's anymore. It's so cute. I love this scene and her wailing her like just a child. Her eyes this out. is yeah. just, it's like so as soon as funny. I was like, okay, what background am I going to have? I was like, it's going to be Cheryl it's crying. so funny. But then the two guys fighting knock down the detonator and miss morningstar picks up the detonator and she sets it off luckily at this point greasy has the crown eric is like you need to get rid of it and this is when morningstar hits the detonator she flings it like champ frisbee contender and it blows and she saves everybody and then they arrest miss morningstar and her crazy son this scene where she's putting Kathy Morningstar into the police Love car, it. So satisfying. And she spins her hand. So her hair is all like twisted and up like a rooster. <laughs> it is just so perfect. Compounded with the like, when Kathy's like, yeah, yeah. And Gracie goes. I love it. Yes. As a kid, I thought that was the most bad and at this point she oh she makes up with benjamin yeah Mm -hmm. she she finds eric they flirt she tries to sing her song again but i love that she actually pulls him in for the kiss Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of waiting for him because he's taking forever Mm -hmm. and and they make out or whatever and then i believe we see the next day that she's getting ready to leave and Vic actually comes running out to tell her that the girl emergency yeah we love it and so she comes in and everyone's clapping for her and she it's you know she finally feels accepted by all these women even miss texas whose nose is fucked up she's still happy for her and they vote her miss congeniality and they give her an award and a sash with glitter it's I so love beautiful. it and she's and she is like a blend now between like taking care of herself but yes. not full out love <laughs> to see it and I it ends on like a freeze frame and I realized in that moment I hate when movies end on a freeze frame Same. I hate them it's so such a cop out everyone like, do, your, do your everyone do your freeze frame 
<laughs> I look so sad and scary and weird. Yeah, it's not a good tool. We got to get rid of it. I it's think we stuff. Whoa, that's the movie. Yeah, yeah that's Miss Congeniality. I loved Woo-hoo. rewatching it. So, so good. And we it love that so you guys enjoyable. did this with us. I know it was yeah. a long journey, but we got, there. we got there. Why don't you guys tell us what your present day rating is? Same, I think. Yeah, I would say absolutely same. the same. So I don't know if, if I... anything can appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, much more now <laughs> that we understand the jokes. that I that I miss. <laughs> it's like watching now a they, movie for you. Olivia. Yes, Liv. Now that you know this is not Criminal Minds, <laughs> the movie. I'm so glad you come into the comedy it, side. It watching a whole new movie. I've actually um, never seen this before. <laughs> okay, you know what this movie is for me, and I should have said this up top. This for me was one of those movies that you're walking out of the theater feeling like okay this is my new life i am a different person now (laughs) i've been transformed i have chills Um, i know what i want to do and what i want to be yes like i'm leaving the theater i am going to be an fbi agent i'm pretending i already (laughs) am one yeah all right (laughs) lady why don't you tell everybody how they can find you and your podcast 30 going on 13 yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, 30 going on 13, we are at 30 going 13 on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at 30 going 13 podcast on, we don't have Facebook too many aunts and uncles. It <laughs> We also, I think that's it. Liv, what else do we have? Nothing really. No, just our, our private Insta is the big our, one. Our private Instagram. <laughs> oh, our yes. personal Instagram. I'm at Madaloons, Maddie Foley, and I am at Live Collect. Yeah. You know, Collect that everyone knows how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll Much see like it, Smith. They'll see it in 30 going on 13. I, yeah. I believe you guys have your handles there. And as always, yeah. you guys can find us on at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you want to give us some feedback on this particular episode or an episode in the past, if you have strong opinions about what we said today, Jackie, give those people the number. Yes. So our quick drop, you can find your way to a couple of different ways. We have our um, Google voice number 909-601-6653, 909-601-NMLF. You can also leave a message on our Anchor FM as well as tweet us at Twitter. Yes, that's weird. Leave a twat. I don't know. Like Danielle said, leave us feedback, suggest future movies, what you like, dislike, your blockbuster stories. We love a blockbuster story. And you could be featured on a future episode. And stay tuned for next week's episode of Get Over It with the Mighty Zach. We're super stoked for that. I'm super excited. I say I'm super excited almost every week, but (laughs) really, truly, I'm always super excited about most movies. (laughs) And as always, be kind and rewind.